0: Hot Con, hot con, hot con. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, here I come. Here I am. I'm back for episode two. This is Haley, Haley Hoff, and you're listening to Hot Con. Yes thank you for coming back. Um, If you listened to the first episode and you decided to be brave and join me for a second, I am honored. Thank you. And I'm giving you a hug through the microphone straight into your ears. I appreciate it. I wasn't sure how soon I would come back, but I'm ready. I'm ready to hit the ground running on these eps. You know what I'm saying? Feels good. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks everyone for those of you that listened to the first one or anyone that said something nice to me about the first episode oh my gosh it was so fun making it and putting it out and just talking about Love Island so silly but um oh my gosh it just felt fun to make something and put it out just like I you know mentioned before the rush of having a project that gets put into the world is the joy of it for me so um thank you to anyone that listened and shared and Anything else? Um, and thank you for coming back. This is going to be another, uh, another, another episode of me divulging about something I'm currently loving. Big love right now for Beyonce and her her stunning, incredible album Renaissance. I know you've heard it by now. You've got to have heard it right now. You have to be living under twenty rocks if you haven't heard it yet. So, in case you haven't though, like listen to the full album. Pause and go listen to it. (laughs) Go spend the next two hours listening to it and then come back and listen to this uh, so that you're fully aware of what I'm talking about or listen to it right after. Either way, I recommend you listen to it. That's the point. I'm doing PR for Beyonce now and I want you to listen to the album. Just kidding. I'm just in this for my own desire to talk about it. You don't have to listen to it, but if you wanna listen to this ep, it's gonna be me talking only about Beyonce. Um so let's let's get excited for that folks unique okay um before though we dive in i just have a little bit of a fun update about something that happened in the last week um which is you know the amount of time that's been since i recorded the last one of these so now that i feel like i'm keeping you the audience my friends my community, my podcast community, um, up to date with what's happening, this feels relevant and important because it's all about um, something I spoke about on the first episode. So just a real quick update, real fun. I spoke last week about um, the bachelorette Gabby and just how much I like her and how great she is and you know, I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for both the bachelorettes, etc. But I just spoke about them last episode. And as I was leaving work the other day, actually the same day that I released the first episode, I was driving home and Gabby was in the car next to me, you guys. It was so exciting. I looked over to my right and boom, she was just right there in a car right next to me so exciting. I like slammed my window button down. I was ready to talk to her. Her window was down. So I was like, oh my God, I've got to say something, unfortunately. But also maybe fortunately, the the traffic light turned green at that moment and she zoomed off and there was no opportunity again in the 10 or so minutes that we drove next to each other for me to talk to her. But uh, I got such an adrenaline rush from seeing her. <laughs> was so silly. I was like, jazzed with a capital j a z z e d yes all caps baby i was freaking out so that was fun one of the benefits of living in la is stuff like that happens um and it just makes you feel weird honestly to see someone that's famous or on your tv someone that you're watching on tv right now see them in the car next to you is like a shock (laughs) you're like i know that person oh my god and you get so excited and you're like wait what am i going to say to her i have she doesn't know who I am, I'll be a freak, I'll be one of those freaks on the street, and I don't wanna be that, but I was I was acting so freaky, <laughs> as I do. <laughs> so anyways, that's a fun update. I just thought that was so cool to see her like as I was thinking about her generally. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't thinking about her right then, but I'm thinking about her because I'm currently watching The Bachelorette and it's getting crazy. watched it last night, there's part two tonight. What's gonna happen? I don't know. I'm all team Eric now. Eric's got to figure his shit out. She's got to figure her shit out. And they just got to fall in love and let it be forever. Or at least until the end of the show. Okay? That's that's my Bachelor update. That's it for today. The, the rest of the episode, we're talking about Beyonce. Okay? Okay. It's Beyonce o'clock. Hey. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited and kind of nervous. Um... The truth is I I I have a lot of feelings about this album, as does America, um, as does the Beehive, as does Twitter, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of chatter and a lot of enjoyment and a lot of stuff going on around this album. And and right now is my opportunity to be another peanut in the peanut gallery saying stuff about it (laughs) someone that's not qualified with any opinion to talk about music is about to give you a full download of their feelings about an album um but you know i'm talking more about the emotions i'm talking more about like what it feels like i'm not here to critique the album and how it was recorded i'm here to celebrate it baby it's so good it deserves to be celebrated And I hope that we can just make a a nice little sweet bubble of joy around the Renaissance album. Because that's what this album is doing, you guys. It is bringing joy to the masses. Beyonce was like, we have been going through hell. It's been a rough couple of years. Before that was a rough couple of years. You know, pandemic, everything we need an uplifter we need something that's going to bring the spirits all the way up and out and onto the dance floor and boy did she deliver okay i don't know <laughs> i don't know how else to put it she she delivered it's been incredible and i i'm overjoyed you guys so let's let's break it down a little bit like whether you've listened to it or not i'm sure you've heard people talking about it um whether you're a Beyonce fan or not I'm sure you have feelings about it it's it's the album of our time it's the album of the year it's the album of I don't know I might be crazy to say this but of the decade (laughs) I'm just saying that for dramatic effect at this moment I have to really think about that before I say things that crazy but I really do think album of the year which is something Beyonce deserves and something that she's never gotten before which is Shocking. When we think about Lemonade, I mean, come on. But whatever. Whatever. Award shows are baloney anyway. But um, yeah, so she just like blew up the charts with Renaissance. And it is no surprise to me because every single song is a hit. Every single song stands as a bop on its own. But together, collectively, it is a piece of damn good work. It is solid. It has flow oh my god, the flow is the thing that I could talk about for hours. The way this sucker just goes right up and down and up and down and in and out so smoothly from one track to the other, it's chef's kiss. It's game changing. It's so good and difficult to do when you have pretty diverse tracks back to back. You know, there's a lot going on on this album it's been called like a house dance album which it definitely is but it's also more than that there's soul there's like disco disco throwbacks and lots of house um, samples and rhythms and etc but also there's some hip-hop there's some like Beyonce lyricism and vocal songs that are just like I don't even know what you call them besides Beyonce vocal tracks. (laughs) (laughs) but they're fantastic and it's so good the way it all comes together. And I want to celebrate and focus on that for a moment because it's pretty rare that I listen to a full album front to back and really enjoy it. It's pretty rare that I do that period. I don't buy CDs anymore, so I'm not, you know, listening to the full disc, but I will every once in a while for an album I'm excited about or for an artist that I'm excited about. But this, it's got me gobsmacked. (laughs) I mean, it starts out, too, with, like, a scary, like, chanty kind of, I don't know, I want to say demented sound. And you're like, whoa, where is this album going to take us? Because I know Break My Souls on it, so, like, how are we getting there? And the first three tracks are, like, a storyline of how we get into some feel good bops um but I love that it starts kind of in this like crusty crunchy like beat chant thing um yeah anyways so back to the flow the flow I'm all about the flow baby I think the flow is progressive the transitions are immaculate Specifically, let's discuss the most gorgeous one. The transitions from Cuff It to Energy to Break My Soul. That three-song period is like written from the heavens, okay? Whether you believe in God or whatever you believe in, we believe that someone spiritual, someone holy was in the production room that day. Someone was in the studio helping those tracks come together together so gorgeously and I wish that I knew all the background of who was the production team on this to be able to share with you and give them applause but just know that whoever they are I'm I'm kissing their little necks (laughs) not their necks how about this their foreheads and saying thank you (laughs) kissing their necks oh no that's not what I meant to say but whatever okay um so yeah I think that Okay, also I have to say this. I have been desperate to go to a club renaissance party. And I finally got to go to one this Sunday. And it did not disappoint. So in LA, there's been a couple of them, but I haven't been able to make it to one. But this one was a day party. And they it was on Beyonce's birthday, which made it even cooler. So we were all partying. Everyone was there to like celebrate Beyonce, celebrate the album. It was also the hottest day ever here in LA. And humid and muggy like you cannot believe. And I'm pretty sure this bar had zero AC. If there was AC, you didn't feel it. It was a sweat box. It was so gnarly, but so fun. No one let it stop them. We were dancing our booties off. And yeah, they just played the whole album start to finish. And it was so fun to be in a room of people who felt just as excited, if not more excited about this album than I do. And everyone was singing along and shaking their asses and also fun to see kind of like what happens. It's just a different experience when you're listening to music with people versus when you're at home listening to it by yourself or like in your headphones to see how everybody was like dancing differently at different breakdowns or singing random words or like emphasizing certain moments of the songs. It's cool when you're all of a sudden together with a group of strangers and you all are like hitting the same energy in certain moments. I don't know, it was a really cool, special way to interact with this music and to interact with this new city that I'm in and just, like, have fun for a couple of hours dancing to something. And also, we were talking about this after the party of, like, how many other albums have created a, like, energy around it that people will go and just play the full album straight through at the club and people will be excited about it. I'm sure there's been other ones in the past, but none of my era, none that I know of, I've never been to a club dance party that's like centered around a single album. And they're happening everywhere. If you look online, there's so many videos of people in Brooklyn, like hundreds of people in clubs and there's everyone's dancing to Virgo's groove. Like there's a dance to it now. Essentially, it's just the Cupid Shuffle dance or electric slide. But still, (laughs) it's cool to see like hundreds of people doing it together at the same time. And we did it this weekend and it was so fun. So, uh, you know, we're lucky to be in this moment of culture in, in the renaissance of music because we really are and it's fun to participate in. Even if you don't care about Beyonce, if you don't care about pop music, if you don't care about any of it. How cool to, like, be alive in a moment where people are just, like, all gathering to dance and sing and, like, have so much fun all around the same piece of music. I'm gagged for it. Full on. Okay, also, this just in, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. Sources say. (laughs) LOL. uh, this, This don't worry, darling press tour chaos has been it's been so interesting and so entertaining to watch it's so crazy uh Harry Styles and his fandom are having a rough couple of weeks but I'm enjoying the commentary so back to Beyonce but I just (laughs) I just checked Twitter and you know important that I alert the media that it's not spit he didn't spit he probably spit anyways anyways back to Beyonce so Oh, can we also talk about Limoncello Glycerin? What an incredible lyric. Like, it stands out. It stands out always. I'm drinking Limoncello LaCroix right now, um, which is the best flavor of LaCroix. And I'm going to assume that she's referencing that. <laughs> I know she's not. But every time I crack open a Limoncello LaCroix, I'm like, Lemoncello Glycerin. Lemoncello Glycerin is in the song Cozy, which is number two on the track list in case you want to know exactly which one's which. Um, but I'm loving some of the lyrics in this song. I love the song, but I, I love that it's like an anthem, like a pump-up anthem, like love yourself, respect yourself anthem. She's feeling good. She's feeling cozy. She's feeling confident, okay? We love that. I love the line where she says, blue like the soul I crowned. Oh, it took me a while to figure out what that's, that that's what she was saying, but blue like her daughter how sweet is that <laughs> paint the red paint the town red like cinnamon yellow diamonds cello, glycerin rainbow gelato on the streets renaissance y'all ink, capri mm. who knows what she's talking about but it sounds uh good especially when she does it not me i won't sing anymore that's probably it but you know maybe not i uh i'm just so moved by this album i might just keep singing um okay so okay so now we should probably discuss alien superstar the hit um it's not my number one favorite track but i do love 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 it love it (laughs) i couldn't stop saying love i do love it it's fun and it's especially fun to dance to and it's especially fun to go unique Uh, unique i can't get that right but you know what i'm saying (laughs) unique uh, it's fun to try and do that with the, with the song But I'm doing a bad job without the song So um, yeah I, uh, I do want to touch on My questions that I asked The audience of my Instagram And one of the questions was um, Well Someone asked who was my first kiss And I'm like yo That cannot be <laughs> That can't be right Someone didn't mean to ask me that um, Okay So just a a real quick reminder, what I'm talking about here is on my Instagram, I'm asking people to participate in the conversation for this podcast. Since I'm not talking to anyone in real time, I want to talk to you guys in response to your thoughts, questions, and feelings around the certain subject. So please participate in future conversations because that makes this more fun for everyone. But someone specifically said, We need to discuss the importance of Alien Superstar. And dear friend, I wish you were here to help me discuss it because, like I said, it's not my favorite. I love it, but I don't feel like I have the gusto specifically around this song to give it the discussion that you're asking for. But I will say this. It was a real slapper in the club the other day. It really brought out gorgeous vibes from everybody. It's got texture, this song. I think this song has, maybe I was going to say the most texture, but I don't need to like classify it as the most or the least, but it has texture that stands out because it's got that unique pullout, which is from the clubs. It's from like the ball culture. That's a specific um, sample from, I don't remember their name right now, unfortunately, but a black trans uh, drag queen, From the '80s, I believe, who unfortunately died young, but like that song was a hit back in the ball culture in New York City in I think the '80s, and that's fun. And there's a lot of pulls from that song that make this really cool, but there's also some really punchy lyrics from from Yance, and then there's also the like. Singing that kind of goes, which like quite literally feels like a wave. It's like up, 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 down, 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 That's my really technical description of me trying to paint the texture for you. There's like this soft lyrical mountain that's being built, while there's also like heavy hitting like drums and like bass lines that are very like clubby, and then there's the unique line over it that's very club ball culture. I'm doing a really bad job of trying to explain this, but it's good for those reasons in my humble opinion. The texture of this song is so fun and it's really nice to sing the part where I'm trying to sing that like mountain thing for you. Um, Supernatural love up in the air just talk my shit Casanova, superstar supernova. That part, you know what I'm talking about? That's it. So anyways, I wish someone else was in here to like, tell me the real importance of this song, because I think I'm missing it. But I know it's good. And I know that people are really, really gravitating towards this song as the number one hit from the whole album. So that might be the importance. And maybe we can circle back to this another time when somebody else educates me but that's my take i love it and um i'm ready to keep discussing other questions so back to who's my first kiss whoops my favorite tracks okay great great place for me to jump i since the album has come out i have switched four times the first time listening it was 100% heated for me the whole first week i was just on heated on repeat love it. I still love it. When it came on in the dance floor in the club on Sunday, I was at the bar getting a drink, and I ran away to get on the dance floor. I had to dance to it. It still feels like the one that pulls me in, but that was my first love. Since then, I've gone through phases. Virgo's Groove was my second love. It's so fun and mellow, but, like, dancey, and there's a baseline in it that really tickles me. I, like, drive in my car to it, and I feel my body kind of, like, gyrate to the baseline. <laughs> rate might have been an inappropriate term. Um, but, you know, like a little subtle, like... <laughs> if only you could see what I'm doing. You'll have to use your imagination. And forget that this is a, not a visual recording, but um, picture what I'm doing to that sound. yikiki <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. But now, 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 my favorite song. Okay, well... Pure Honey is the other one, but the one that I'm, like, obsessed with right now is Cuff It. And that has a lot to do with the TikTok dance trend, um, which I've been doing nonstop because it's so fun. And it just, like, captures that part of the song that's so... um, I want to just keep using the word joyous, but I've been using that so much I'm trying to think of something else. But it's, like, I mean, being elevated as part of the lyrics in that song. And it is, like, an elevating, fun soul-filled tune that just makes you want to dance and be cute. So I've been trying to dance and be cute to that song all over my TikTok, which please don't go look at. Um, TikTok for me is a shameless place. And I, I just keep doing more and more videos to cuff it. My drafts are filled with like hundreds of them. Maybe I'll release them one day, but probably won't. They're just kind of for me, but I love it. And another day, another time, we will discuss the importance of tiktok slash making funny videos of yourself and why that's fun i'm not like here to stand tiktok i just think that there is real fun and pleasure to be had and just being silly and filming yourself dancing and the kids aren't wrong about that okay we will shelf that for another combo okay so those are my favorite tracks right now is cuff it as i've said the other ones are all great an alien superstar i think is like a runner up in there i really like it too so hard to say though I really think every song on here is a a slapper and also I took a you know those horoscope memes on Instagram there was one that was for um renaissance specifically and it said Sagittarius which is my sign the song for Sagittarius is are is whoa whoa is energy which makes sense as I opened with, you know, energy. Energy. Ooh, ooh, energy. Which makes me like immediately go kind of like hmm, caveman y and like getting a little bit lower. And I'm like squatting and my legs are like getting like stomping into the ground and I'm like hitting my chest and I'm kind of twerking slightly and looking and like looking at whoever in my mind is on the dance floor with me. Like. <laughs> like are we doing this ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh gosh picture um picture the twins undercover in white chicks <laughs> to this song that's me oh gosh okay but also I just have to shout out break my soul because I obviously love it as the single that came out before I feel like I've had my moment with it it's still incredible. It still makes me feel just as excited, but I don't think I'm going to include it in my faves for the moment because I already got my faves, you know, dog? Like I already named them. I already named them. Okay. This is somebody else's thought, question, feeling. I need to take a deep breath. It's a paragraph. Whew. Iconic. Never been done before. Never will be done again. A departure from her usual work and so excited for acts two and three. I think she's gunning for album of the year, which, disrespectfully, she's never won. Yep, said the same thing. And so I'm expecting three full albums that slap just as hard as this one, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, same. Same, same, same. Iconic, never been done before, never will be done again. Let's highlight that line. I agree. It is iconic. It is a departure from her other work, and a departure that she has nailed 100%. A lot of people are giving her flack for sampling so many other songs and so many other music, musical artists and producers and et cetera, on this album. And I understand that there was some controversy around Khalees and her not giving credit and I don't stand by those choices, but I think overall we shouldn't be talking shit or like making this album less of a piece of less successful because there's samples in it i think that that makes it even cooler personally that she is paying homage to these people that she's doing research and finding people that were like in the scene in the right time and using their tracks now i hope that everyone's getting responsible allocations for you know what they deserve sounds like maybe that's not the case and that's a real bummer and i hope that that's being fixed but you know i'm not here for the politics of it all i'm just here for saying that the samples to me make it even more interesting and layered and impressive like i think it's shows that she's done her research and like the amount of time that it takes to go through and like find music that you want to sample and creating your own version of it i don't know i think it's interesting and so much music this these days is sampled so why are we getting so mad about that in this one you know i don't get it but regardless, let's also discuss part two of this question slash thought was the, the fact that this is only part one. Ugh, that's so crazy. It's so cool. Like, I, I wonder if part two and three are going to be just like this album, dancey and, you know, housey and clubby, or are they going to be a departure from this? Like, who knows? Part two might be like R&B and slow and different and part three might be like a return to high energy and she might be taking us on a ride I assume she will because it's Beyonce that's what she does but maybe not maybe it's just going to be three club albums back to back and I would be thrilled for that too Ah, it's crazy to think about and I wonder when they're coming out and it's honestly just impressive that she just put out this impressive (laughs) I keep saying impressive. It's cool that we just went through a pandemic and the world shut down and so many people, you know, we all just kind of froze for a while. Meanwhile, Beyonce is somewhere recording all of this music and writing all of this music and creating this product that's so good. And I'm so excited to see what Part two and three are, and I'm just grateful for artists in the world who are so dedicated to their craft that even when things aren't going well, they buckle down and they make impressive work. They make good work. They make top-notch stuff. I'm grateful for talented people. I will just say that, and you know that means the pandemic was good for one thing, right? If nothing else, we got we got renaissance out of it, and I. I can sigh with relief. You know, those two years of chaos, they got us something, a ruby. We got a ruby out of it, okay? I guess I should say a diamond. We got a diamond out of the rough. Oh my god, obviously that's the saying. Okay, someone said, I was more excited about lemonade. Sure, of course there's going to be people out there that liked lemonade more. Lemonade was also such an incredible album. We can't even, like, get too into that because otherwise we'll be here all day. But Lemonade was incredible, incredible, incredible. Also a, a album full of variety. And, geez, the emotion in that album was so insane. The visual element was so impressive. It was so cool. And it's totally different than this. And I understand if that's more your lane, then that's more your lane. I'd like to think I'm driving in both lanes. (laughs) I've been touched and moved by Lemonade a million times over. I just actually re-listened to it very recently. And, ooh, it's great to revisit. Um, And that's cool, you know. I think I'm uh, evolving along with Beyonce. I'm, I'm more into this right now. But that's just because it's current. It's in front of me. It's shiny. And I love it all, baby. I love it all. Okay, next question. Someone said, it slaps for beats and the transitions are flawless, but it's not groundbreaking. Samples many, many songs, totes fine, but needs to be recognized this, but need to recognize this dance album is only new for Beyonce, not new or unheard of in general. Okay. Okay. Uh, Trying to translate that. Um slaps for beats and transitions are flawless yes couldn't agree more could not agree more it's great in that regard she says or they say but not groundbreaking okay sure i i will take your opinion i think i maybe disagree but sure um samples many many songs totes fine but we need to recognize this dance album is only new for beyonce okay yeah i mean totally agree i think dance albums are not new as a genre i don't know if that's what this is insinuating i don't think that um people are saying that if they are i that's not what i'm saying i don't know what this argument maybe is angled at but i think that this is new for beyonce and that's what is being celebrated at least in my bubbles my circles um and I think the sampling speaks to her stepping into a new genre and paying respect, kind of. That's my personal opinion. I can understand how maybe somebody would think otherwise. But I believe the samples are the, the research, the, the homage, the homework. Um, and again, the tribute. So, I don't know. Interesting take here. I appreciate the, the flawless remark. Love that. Um. Somebody else says, I'm so freaking ready for music videos already. Yeah, same. The music videos are going to be absolutely wild. I can only imagine how good they're going to be. Oh, someone, I, there's a, I haven't looked at most of these before, so forgive me for my um raw reaction. Someone said, I don't want to talk about Beyonce's new album. I want to talk about you. Anyway, love you. Well, that's kind, whoever said this. Thank you. I love you too. And... If you want to talk about me, um, I can give you a quick chat about me. Um, I'm here. I'm recording. I'm happy to be doing so. I'm doing well. I'm loving living in LA. Um, Barbados, my dog, just got surgery last week in his mouth. That was a big thing for us in our world. Um, He's doing great. And I love him. That... (laughs) I think that's about it for me. So thanks for asking, and love you too. Next question: Everything okay? <laughs> Everything's great. I think that this app I use maybe like throws in some random questions because look at this: Have you ever been fired from a job? LOL. Um, oh my god. Okay, sorry. I just read the next question. It sh- it slapped me across the face with shock. Such a letdown. It feels messy and cheap whoa okay again to each their own I appreciate you giving me your feedback not for me it is absolutely not a letdown for me and it does not feel messy and cheap to me I'd be so curious to hear more about these opinions so whoever you are if you're listening DM me let's have a chat because I'm curious about what about it feels messy and cheap to you I I feel honestly like I couldn't disagree more I feel like this feels high quality premium to me baby (laughs) so Let's discuss. I would love to. Okay. What's my dream house? What the hell? I think that this... Does anyone know this NGL app? Does it ask random questions? Because some of these are so weird. There's another one about, like, who was my first kiss? Who is my... Whatever. Okay. Sorry, I got so distracted by that. Um, have I ever been fired from a job? Well, kind of. But it wasn't really a real job it was my uncle and he like was trying to teach me a lesson um which was I was on Facebook during the job it was like a summer internship he let me do for his company and I was on Facebook and because there was nothing else to do and he fired me right away (laughs) (laughs) only to turn out that I um do social media for a job now full time and have for years so that the irony is uh good but anyways I am done with the questions um thank you for everyone who participated with the questions that was fun isn't it really fun for me at least to feel like I'm talking to somebody and not just into the void um there were certain people that were discussing this album like not really being it's not Beyonce's place to be speaking in a gay way or like in gay slang to gay audiences yada 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 you get what I'm saying and that's an interesting opinion I feel like I get it to some extent but also Again, she's paying homage. She's not trying to, like, say that she's queer and part of the queer community or, like, doing it inappropriately. She's just making music that queer people love. It's rooted in black queerness. It's rooted in black trans stars. Stars. It's it's rooted in, yeah, I mean, for lack of a better word, the stars of the the House and Ball era that were mostly black trans women who are no longer with us. And so I think the fact that a lot of the samples are from them specifically is, is cool. It's an homage to that. And I think it's paying respect. And I think also her respects to uncle Johnny, who we find out is a very influential person in her life, who was her gay uncle. That was her mom, Tina's best friend. Shout out Tina. Um, Who raised her and like made all of her dresses as a young girl, For her shows and stuff. She's paying homage to him with this album. And, you know, I don't know. I'm curious to have more discussion around this. I haven't really spoken about this to anybody. So if anyone listening has hot takes based off of this, I'd be so interested to chat it out because I'm curious what other people think. But to me personally, I don't think it's in bad taste. I think it's wonderful. I think the queer people majority of us are loving the album specifically I think it speaks to the queer community and it speaks to the black community and it's bringing so much joy to those communities that I don't think there's too many people out there who are feeling hurt by it or offended I for sure am not and I can tell you what the the energy in the room at that club the other day was there was not a bone in that body that was sour about it everyone was having the time of their life and hanging out with each other we made friends there it was so wonderful so thank you beyonce for that it's been such a joy ride and i i can't wait to i hope that i get to dj someday soon and just walk in the club and hit play on this album and just watch the crowds go nuts honestly it's a dj's dream i think for me it would be fun to just like see what happened but also it's just like oh it's such a cool thing I'm just so, I'm like a little fangirl. I'm just a little fangirl that doesn't have like anything else to say, but it's so fun. It's so amazing. I'm so happy. (laughs) I've got passion, okay? Uh, Okay. All right, well, I think I want to wrap this conversation up by saying that I feel lucky to be alive in the Beyonce era. I feel like I was the perfect age, you know, this this upper er, middle millennial that I am. I was one of the first CDs I ever bought, if not the first CD was Destiny's Child, the Destiny's Child album, and it was a game changer for my, my young life. I remember getting it right around the same time I got a new pair of rollerblades that I was obsessed with, and I remember having my boombox that was also new. They were all these new shiny things in my life. Boombox in the center of my garage, my rollerblades on, and I just would practice going in circles and circles, forwards and backwards, listening to the whole Destiny's Child album, singing it word for word. And here I am, flash forward 32, still jazzed about Beyonce, but she's in a totally different era. And I've been lucky enough to enjoy her music all the way through it I'm not like queen of the beehive I'm not uh, you know a major fan in that way that I'm like super fan but I feel lucky that I have been paying attention to her since a kid and I've gotten to see her live and it was honestly absolutely incredible when I saw her live I was shocked by how moved I was at seeing her live um and everything she's done since. I mean, I watched her homecoming video on Netflix, and that was so inspiring and impressive to watch. I just, I feel really lucky to be witnessing her talent and creativity and dedication to her art. Like, she just seems like she probably doesn't sleep, and she's just hardcore, and I'm sure she's I mean I it just it's so impressive to me that some people can be so dedicated to their craft and continue to be at the top of the game every time they do something. And I love that. So go Beyonce. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for giving us Renaissance Part One. I am over the moon about it. I appreciate I appreciate this this body of work, Beyonce. I love it. And I hope you listeners love it too. I hope that we all can get together soon and dance to it, start to finish in a sweaty club with a disco ball and feel like we are riding away together on that shiny disco horse that's on the cover of the album, okay? All righty, home slices, this is the end. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for participating and asking questions and liking and subscribing to my podcast. Um yeah, with peace, love, and solidarity. I'm Haley and this is Hot Kant, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.